Hello, everybody. Welcome back to another episode of The Mistletoe Secret. I am Santa's saddest orphan, Trey Plutnicki. And I am the ghost of a Mountie, Daniel Kunkel. And Daniel, today is when we celebrate. Oh, it is when we celebrate. Today is a, the celebration of... <sighs> Missile of the mistletoe secret because every year we're about to reach at the end of an, uh, our year. Yes. Um, and every end of the year almost is capstoned by yeah. possibly the worst <laughs> Christmas movie that we have to watch of yeah. the year. Yeah. Mainly by, because oh. by a margin, by a large margin. Yeah. Mainly we, because uh, one. the movie is episode zero. <laughs> Of a season of a television show that we don't watch. No. So every Christmas, we catch up with Lori Laughlin and, <laughs> and crew uh, for When Calls the Heart mm. Christmas special. Yes. Um, so this is our third When Calls the Heart that we've watched, and I've hated it every single time, and the, we keep doing it. The fact that this is meant to start a season of television, that this is meant to be the <laughs> triumphant return to a season of television is fucking bananas. The most exciting part of this movie is the last three minutes of it. Everything else, and it's been the same, I think, with the last two, except at least this one, I'm like, okay. I see where the season's kind of going to go. I see one of the main threads. The last two movies have had, like, as far as I can tell, zero bearing on the rest of the season. Especially that first one. That first one was just like a, Ooh, here's all your favorite characters doing Christmas shit. I think what is so interesting about When Calls the Heart Christmas specials yes. is we we see these characters interact in a Christmas way that has for viewers, longtime viewers of the show, mm. seemingly has no lasting repercussions on the actual seasons of television that are to come. Eh. And two, for first time viewers, do not introduce us any stakes whatsoever regarding these characters no. because people who regularly watch the TV show do not watch the Christmas specials and people who watch the Christmas specials do not watch the TV show. So nothing important could possibly happen or else it would confuse one or the other. <laughs> it's it is, so, it's insane. It fits into, and that's why I love it. Like I hate it. I hate it, but I kind of also <laughs> love watching it because it is always like, why on earth did you make this? It's a balancing act. It's very interesting. It's to impressive. Watch, like a television writer write a script that that is caught between these two it's, uh, it's, audiences. It has to be good, or it has to be good, like in good in the in terms of the quality of the show, right? Yeah, it's got to be good in terms of that. But also, it can't have like like um. Oh, what is it? Like, the, like the com I've always think of like the community holiday specials, because I think almost all of those, whether you like them or not, almost all of them do have major plot points in them. They use the yes. fact that it is meant to be a bigger episode because of the nature of the holiday season to change the world in some way or yeah. change a character in some way. This, the only character who changes is the one that's pregnant at the beginning of it has a baby at the end of it. Yeah. And it, people for people who watch the show who know that she's pregnant from the season prior uh will see the baby in episode one and be like oh great she had her baby and she had her they, baby and they don't need to know that it happened on screen i think um this movie was so funny uh i call it 
so it's it's called when calls the heart greatest christmas blessing yes and i called it to cecilia when calls the fart of course greatest christmas pissing it's such an easy joke and it's funny every <laughs> single time now daniel <laughs> i think every time we talk every I, time say, no sorry every <laughs> every time we watch one of these movies yeah we ask the same questions and um, the first question that we ask is, yeah. when does call the heart? Okay, I did a deep dive in this. Okay, trying when, to like when does, yeah. ascertain why is it called when calls the heart? Uh-huh. Uh, because went, the town, the town that they live in, is called Hope's Hope's Valley. Uh, Hope, yeah, uh, Hope's Valley or Hope Valley. I swear to God, oh. they change it every fucking movie. Um, <laughs> it's Hope Valley in this one. I think last okay. year it was Hope's Valley. Um, Interesting. All right, so in this one, I went on the when calls the heart subreddit. A relatively active subreddit, 2.1K members, nine are online at the time of recording. Interesting. Um, and I found a post from five months ago titled, When Calls a Heart. Not the name of the show. <laughs> Meaning? Question mark. I'm pretty new to Hallmark and haven't seen When Calls a Heart yet. And they, they say what they acronize. They make it an acronym. W-C-A-H. That's not the fucking title of the show. W-C-A-H? When Calls a Heart. No, but yeah, I'm yeah. very curious about the title. What does it mean? Taken literally, it makes no sense. Um, and then someone was very kind to reply. It comes from a series by Jeanette Oak. The current version is far from that series that it doesn't make sense to still call it that. Don't think it's a historical fiction series either, since they make stuff up all the time. And the person's like, the phrase or sentence itself doesn't make any sense. So I'm trying to figure out what the name means. <laughs> yeah, me too. Someone says, when calls the heart, just for clarity's sake. It's an antiquated way of saying when the heart calls, as in when the heart calls, you go. Elizabeth felt a calling to leave her pampered life and go to a small coal mining town where she was needed. Completely forget this is set in a coal mining town because it's not false. Yeah, no one is coal mining. No one is mining coal. No one is doing, as far as I can tell, any hard labor beyond like baking. Yeah, Lori Laughlin talks about how she's worked so hard to can vegetables in this movie, <laughs> and we don't see that. At, I was like, is there a farm? The, I haven't okay, seen it. The canning vegetables is my favorite example of when calls to the hearts. <laughs> Every once in a while, they decide to be set in like the 1910s when it's supposed to be set and make life actually difficult. Well, okay. So, okay. So, first of all... When does call the heart is the greatest is a great segue into yeah. what time is it? When what the fuck is, is this supposed to be set? We have because a man with ble- with fucking bleached highlights in his hair. Everyone is um in contemporary makeup. Yes. Makeup, which I don't know when makeup started, but uh, they are in very contemporary makeup. Their eyebrows are done. Yes. Uh they have cars and horse and buggies. And they both they mention those where it's just like the weather's too bad to take a car. We yeah. have to go by horse. And it's like the the orphans in this movie came in on a horse and buggy. Yes. So where are we and what time is it? One woman's just Lori is giving away chocolate to these children. <laughs> She's just throwing it out to these children. And I think it was expensive. If not, if it wasn't expensive, it was difficult to get. Or to make. Chocolate was like a luxury. Chocolate's fucking hard. It's hard to make. Also, uh, there was, oh, man. Oh, yeah. The, the woman who's pregnant in this, uh, whose husband died. Um, yes. She... When when she was like really worried at one point in the movie, she's really worried about being pregnant. And I was like, oh, yes, she's worried about being pregnant because of the larger health complications of giving birth in the mm. late 1800s. And then Lori, 
<laughs> Lori came up to her and was like, what's wrong? And she's like, I just don't know if I can raise this child without my dead husband. And I was like, what? What? Uh, what? Uh, I, 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 what did I miss? When does call the heart? Why has, the heart, go- why has the heart called me to this particular moment? <laughs> Uh, uh, Pascal Hutton plays Rosemary Coulter continues to be the shining light of this movie. Yeah. I love this woman. She's an absolute maniac. She is entirely a, focused on pomp and circumstance. She's having a fucking blast every yeah. day of her life. I is love she Rosemary. The one, she's the one in the purple dress at the end, right? She is in, um, is that her? No, 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 no. That's the woman who's going to the opera. Okay, okay. Do you remember yeah, she, in the yeah. first movie they weren't allowed to be together? I think that's that couple. Oh, is that that couple? They're allowed to be together now. They don't fucking matter, which sucks because the guy has, yeah. li- no joke, the best plot in the movie. Yeah, it's just been so long There's since like, we caught okay, up. We got to break down these so plots. Long. There's like six plots. Yeah. Aaron Krakow is Elizabeth. Elizabeth is pregnant. Jack's dead. Fuck him. Jack, oh, yeah. Jack is a Mountie that died in the mountains. We he found died, out he died in a car crash. Is that uh, right? No, he died in a mine cult. He died in a mountain, like a, like a landslide, I think. <laughs> That's so funny. He died in the landslide in the war. <laughs> Rosemary no. is putting together the big Christmas Eve bash. Bill is trying to bake. He's trying to bake some roasted che- roasted chestnuts. Is that what he's trying to make? Uh, yeah, they're making figgy pudding, figgy pudding, figgy pudding is what he's trying to make. Oh yeah. Yeah. And it's, and it's bad. And he can't fucking make figgy pudding (laughs) because it's, and, uh, Lori says no joke. He follows the recipe perfectly, but Lori is like, wait, this isn't made with love. Fuck off. That's so boring. Okay, great. Uh, Lori is in this, uh, she, as far as I can tell, does nothing except kind of breathe. And I think she, she is like the connective tissue between the other storylines because she like sort of putzes around and is like the orphans. Oh, the figgy pudding. And she sort of just says what's happening as she we does, watch it on screen. She does her usual boring shit of just like hovering into a scene and then like, oh, well, that's quite exciting. Yeah. And then making the camera wait another three seconds before cutting to the next scene. Um, there's a doctor played by country music star, Paul Green. He's here now. I think he's new. I don't remember him from the last one. And then most Um, excitingly, we have two women and a bowl full of orphans. Oh, thank God. And thank God we have these orphans, Daniel. Daniel, these orphans made me Mm. so happy in this movie. Yes. Because the plural orphans. First of all, this may sound weird. (laughs) Oh, please. But whenever there's like orphans in a movie and they're just all they are are orphans. Yeah. And they have like no. (laughs) There's like no real character or individuality to them. Nothing going on. It is so funny to me. The word like maybe it's my background. No, no, no. Explain. I'm curious. Maybe it's it's my background in Pirates of Penzance. Mm. Where it's like all the pirates are orphans and they're like, yeah, we're orphans. but, but And that's like part of the comedy of the show. <laughs> and also maybe it's the fact that like, maybe I thought this was funny because tonally it's so different from the Batman. And, and I had just watched the <laughs> Batman and a big plot point <laughs> of the movie is both Batman and the Riddler are both orphans. Yes. Maybe that's part of it. But the orphans were so so funny in this movie and not intentionally at all no i think most of them do a good job yeah 
I, and we don't my, bash child actors on this show. No, no, no. They did. I mean, they did a great job, but they, they weren't given much other than being orphans. The funniest part <sighs> yes. of this movie. Can I share? Please. So here's the orphan plot. Ready? I think we sort of <laughs> shared the other plots a little bit, but the orphan plot is these or <laughs> <laughs> the orphan plot. No, keep going. <laughs> the, okay. So these orphans roll into town, right? Yeah. <laughs> With these two women who are like so them coming into town inspires far more questions than any any set of orphans coming into town could in fact it would inspire fewer questions if these two women weren't bringing these orphans into town because if the orphans rolled up on their own it's like oh they one of these kids has some leadership capabilities and they're just looking for a home but no they're accompanied by two women who are like, we are trying to start an orphanage and we have these orphans and they're in the back of this carriage and we can't really make it to the next town where we want to start our orphanage. Sure. And then you ask yourself the question, where did they, they get these orphans and why do they... How did you gather this barrel right. full of orphans together? Especially because a major plot point is... Uh, the guy who's trying to make figgy pudding, Bill, who's also the sheriff, is like, hey, I just got a call from the other town. They said you left with six orphans, but I count eight orphans here. <laughs> yes. And he's like, they confront them and they're like, where did you get two extra orphans? So, and, okay. There's the funny. Okay, so this is also part of the orphan plot. There's the there's the funny part of that on the sheriff side, which it's like, hey, why are the why do you have two extra kids? And then it's the other side where it's like, why is the sheriff being such an asshole? He's been such a fucking dick. <laughs> the whole movie he, about it. He looks at these two women with the orphans who are just trying to start an orphanage. These two, right? these two poor women who were Henry. Could you fucking move out of the way of the camera? <laughs> these two women who we are told are sisters. Horse fucking shit that these two women are sisters. <laughs> These and women could not look more different from each other. But he but he sees these two women and he's like, there's something up with these two women. I don't buy it. With all of these orphans, I'm I'm going to ruin their <laughs> lives. <laughs> and it's like, don't you think there may be something else going on? And obviously there was something else going on. So as it turns out, I'm trying to get this right. Um, and I assume Frontier Canada is like Frontier America. Which, like, from my perspective, mind your own fucking business, right, man. Right, right. It's like, why do you care so much Who about these orphans? <laughs> these orphans all seem happy. They're being fed. And they're fucking orphans. The orphans seem happy. The orphans so, are okay. pumped. The orphans so love these women. The sheriff accuses the women of stealing the kids. The human trafficking. To, st to start an orphanage. And they're like, wait, let me explain. We only knew that we stole those kids once we got here because they snuck into the carriage because one of them is a sister of another orphan that we were legally allowed to bring. Bullshit so, that they didn't know on the road because they show up into town singing Christmas carols and six children sounds a lot different than eight children. Singing. Yeah, I, yeah, I guess seven. I guess the one of the girls, the one of the girl is mute. That's like a main deal. She's mute. The, yeah. the one sister that they smuggled on board. She's mute. It's like nine nonverbal. Does she yeah. talk at the end of this? She does talk at the end of this. Oh, Shocker. Jesus, Jesus Christ.
Um, and they couldn't even like Annika, Annika watched this with me and she was she made the good point. She was like, they can't even make them do something bad for a good reason. It couldn't even be. Look, yeah, we stole this orphan. They wanted to break up the sisters and we didn't want that to happen. So, yes, we snuck this orphan and we didn't get the proper paperwork. I think that's completely fucking justified in yeah. old timey cowboy land like that. I That would be yeah. understandable in a movie. And I'd go still on your side. But Hallmark can't even fucking do that. They have to be like, we didn't we didn't know. <laughs> I guarantee, though, Daniel, if if they had done crime. We'd be li- we'd be like these fucking criminals. Fuck no, that's Steal- fucking cool. That's kids. a cool crime. <laughs> stealing orphans is cool. Yeah, you already hear first. Steal an orphan. Steal an orphan. Uh, Steal an someone- orphan if you want to keep the family together. So the, and and especially since they give the sisters a good justification, which is that they were sisters who were orphaned, and then they were split apart, and they took them years to find each other. Yeah, that would be an understandable. Yeah, you know, justification for that. I mean. I'm all for crime in movies. I love Fuck when people yeah. do Crime's crime in awesome movies. In movies. And, and it's like a movie. It's a fake movie. It's That's a fake, the real it's, point. It's made up. None of these people made are up fucking movie. real. Who cares? Um, so that's Orphans. Did you know I, that the Orphans go on to have their own show? Say more. When Hope Calls. It's a 2019. No, when 12, does the Hope Call? When Hope Calls no is a spin-off way. series. It is a sequel, and it stars the two women. And they go to another town, which, as far as I can tell, is exactly like Hope Springs, but they had a lot less budget. So they get, like, two sets instead of one. Is and all oh, these fucking orphans are every... Oh, God, no. Lori's here. Fuck. <laughs> is it Brookfield? Like the Baba... <laughs> like the Babadook she appeared in a photograph. <laughs> Uh, a spinoff series of When Calls the Heart, centering on the lives of orphan siblings Lillian and Grace, who grow apart but reunite later in adulthood in the early 1900s. Let's look up the oh, pilot of er- this. It is early 1900s. Oh, we got Ryan James Hatanaka. Oh, he's a cutie. I, I can't believe that the orphans have their own spinoff. The town of Brookfield, where when, Ca- yep. when Hope Calls takes place, was built from scratch in the middle of the field in Powassan, Ontario, just 30 miles south of North Bay, Ontario, construction took 11 weeks, starting in the middle of winter. That was a mean time to start building a town. Oh, wow. What the hell? In Canada. Yeah, Jesus. Uh, acquired two seasons to save the series when Hallmark dropped plans beyond season one. Oh, okay. The season two opened with a two-part premiere on GAC Family, which is the shitty version of Hallmark. Oh, and yeah. And that was Lori's first role after the college admission scandal. Oh, she wow. came back to play her same character. I don't know how that works, by the way, because those are two different networks. Wait, so they did. Oh, wow. So they did When Hope Calls on the Great American Family Network. They started it on Hallmark. Hallmark did the first season and then they dropped it. And then. A, and then hmm. Oh, wow. And then Lori went to jail. And now. And then Lori went to jail. And then there she's was back on season? syndicated television. Yes. But how many episodes? I think there are only two seasons. Oh, it started in 2021. Oh, interesting. Wow. I can't believe the orphans have their own spinoff with outlaw Lori. Lori <laughs> <laughs> Thank you, GAC. Uh, Lori is back. And when hope calls is fun is the featured review on IMDb. Oh, um, oh God. Oh my God. Is there much else to talk about? The only kind of Christmas thing that happens is sort of like the figgy pudding. And then they revisit the wishing tree and the- the, the wishing tree's back. That was kind of cool. I appreciate yeah. that callback. The wishes that were made 
in the wishing tree this year were sort of like, I wish I had parents. <laughs> all the orphans wish they had parents. And all of the yeah. kids in town. I kind of like the kid plot in this. All the kids in the town are pretty solid and are like, we should like do something nice for these orphans. Yeah, they stood in solidarity for the orphans. Uh, yeah, sure. I like them sticking up for the other kids. Um, yeah. Two other points. The best plot in this movie involves uh, Jesse taking his girlfriend, Clara, to the opera, to the, sorry, to the ballet, to the Nutcracker in another town. Problem is, Jesse is poor and he doesn't have a nice outfit to oh, yeah. wear to the, to the, wear to the ballet. So Jesse spends the entire movie, probably 10 minutes overall, going to all the men in the town and assembling a fancy outfit. I love this plot. It has absolutely nothing to do with the rest of the movie. It's just every once in a while, Jesse's there trying on some pants and he's like, wow, with Henry's jacket and Dr. Carson's <laughs> shirt and, and Bill's glasses and Leland's underwear, I finally can look nice. It felt like a side quest in Majora's Mask. I did feel like a side quest in Majora's Mask because at the end, they don't even talk about it. He just like is there looking pretty good. And then Clara comes down in this looking awesome. Oh, my God. Her dress is divine. It's it's purple. Yeah. It's got awesome. Dress. It looks so cool. Yeah. Um, and OK. And then the other crazy part. <laughs> Bill is like, I'm taking this orphan back. So he gets this kid, this mute kid, and he's going to separate her from her sister. Wild already, Bill. That's crazy. That's fucking yeah. crazy, Bill. So the sheriff wants to separate the children. I, I get that he's the sheriff. I get that it's his job, right? I, I, I It's shitty. I get it. I, I, I think it's in line with the character. He's lawful good. I get it, right? Uh-huh. uh-huh. I don't agree with it, but it's he's lawful good. It's yeah, fine. Yeah, 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 yeah. So he he makes these kids, all these orphans, say goodbye to their friend. He's like, well, the carriage is here. He walks the kid over to the carriage. They walk behind the carriage. Everyone is crying. Her sister is crying. The two older orphans are crying. And then the carriage rides away. And asshole Bill is standing there with the kid who's like, hey, and she's smiling and she's having a great time. And Bill's like, I'll just tell them I missed the train. She could stay for Christmas. Yeah, Bill tortures this poor town. I'm going to roll away from the mic. Bill, why the fuck did you make that little girl say goodbye to her sister? <laughs> That's crazy. Dude, That's crazy you that you did. And everybody's just like, oh, oh Bill. That's so my, crazy that you did that, Bill. My opinion of that moment is that Bill wanted um, Bill wanted to take her away. And yeah. then saw the reaction from the town about taking her away. And then decided in that moment, because of the emotional reaction that everyone had for this kid not to do it. However, what he could have done was just understood the emotional reaction of pulling an orphan away from the or orphan family oh, in prior oh my God. before do having doing it in real time. And then we could have fixed all of the trauma that was created here. I'm so, Bill's choice is fucking insane. That's yeah. so wild that you fucking did that, man. Yeah. Um, Daniel, Jack is dead. Jack is dead. <laughs> that surprised me so much. I'm God. sorry. Jeez, you choked up about I just it. think about him every day. Yeah. Jack is dead. He died in a landslide. His former, his <laughs> wife, his widow. <laughs> he couldn't even die doing something cool. Yeah. He just died in a landslide. He died in a landslide. He didn't die at war against any war that was happening Fuck. in Canada. He died in a landslide. 
And then uh, she is pregnant with his baby. She's worried about having the kid because she's worried she doesn't want to be alone to have the kid. Understandable. But as it turns out, as it turns out, we're a bunch of orphans in town. She doesn't have, <laughs> she doesn't have to be alone. It's a ton of orphans to help. Um, and uh, yeah, she has the child. She has the child because they like they invent the most bullshit reason to have like an ounce of drama, which is she has to go to another town to get oh, a yeah. fucking fruitcake or something. And there's like a ch- there's like a chase or like a search for her yes. because there's like a big snowstorm. Yeah. It's and it's thing. not um exciting. Um No, because we know she's going to be found because it's a Christmas movie and it's and they they can't do anything to these characters because no one watches not the, the right audience doesn't watch these uh movies. Um it is yeah, it's just mind-boggling how little courage they have in these fucking movies. Yeah. And if this is what, like, the show is, like, if the show feels like this, holy... It's gotta have a story. It's, it's gotta, gotta have, have a beginning, story. middle, and end, you know? There's, a, there's an annoying thing. It's I, I think it's, like, I'm not gonna say it's bad, because I think it's purposeful. They all do it. All the actors do this. They have a thing where they will, like say something. Somebody will say something kind of sweet or or emotional maybe, whatever. And everybody else is like and they all like breathe out a little bit and smile knowingly. And it pisses me off every time I see it. Because it's it's so talk downish to everyone involved in the scene. Yeah, I. I'm not gonna say I it's bad. A, I think they did it on purpose. I have a pet peeve where like actors comment on the scene. Like I, Hallmark mm, does this quite a bit. Yeah, and I think it's a directorial issue. But yes. like in comedies and in movies that are like funny. Yeah, I hate when like an actor laughs at a joke. Mm, yeah, it's like I when you laugh at the joke, you have given me permission not to laugh. Yes. Because you're doing it for me. And then I like find it less funny. Because it's already funny. If it's funny, right. you, yeah. Yeah, I get you, Sam. And a lot of musicals, I, I've seen a lot of musicals where like people are tell a joke on stage and then the people on stage laugh. And I'm like, mid. <laughs> didn't didn't this happen in the revival of Oklahoma? Like, wasn't there a thing where there was a joke and they didn't change it? But instead, I read about this. Instead, Hugh Jackman, like, messed it up every night, and they let that be the joke instead of just committing. Did you read about this? Okay. No, this is the Music Man revival. Music Man revival. Yes, it was Hugh Jackman. So, yes, it was Hugh Jackman. There was a, yeah, I think they had broke during, they did something to break during (sighs) previews. Probably. And then they just kept it in. This is not so it's it's not necessarily like breaking is what my issue is. Hairspray also has a scripted break. Did you know that? Which does? Hairspray the musical. Um no, during I didn't the know. the song cool. You're Timeless to Me. Yeah, okay. Um uh which in the movie is Christopher Walken and John Travolta yes. sing it. Yeah. Um in the in the stage show there is a scripted break like in in the actual book of the show. 
um, that those two actors laugh while they're on stage. There's a joke and then they're supposed to laugh. And the reason behind it is it makes the audience, it lets the audience in on the ridiculousness of the situation and allows okay. them to, um, allows them, them <coughs> like the audience themselves to almost break character as like, and like lets you surrender better in the show. Sure. Um, Hugh, Hugh, my take on the Hugh Jackman thing, um, it was Hugh Jackman and Sutton Foster, is the break is during a really s- kind of a tender moment that ha- that happens in the show. It cuts the entire intention of the scene, mm. and also like in Hairspray, like John Travolta is in drag. Right. Yeah. And then there is an actor playing the husband of the character that's in drag, and then that's supposed to be funny. Yeah. You know, and yeah. it's like we're we're all taken out of these circumstances. Yeah. Um. However, in the music band revival, it's like we are in the given circumstances already. Yeah, we're, we're sort here. of play- I'm with you. We're we're here. We're playing this these moments with like realism in in mind, and. We're just going to toss that all out for a joke that's not written in the script and is cheap and is uh, doesn't honor the text or story in any way. Yeah. Like that's that's my issue. I think I, I thought it was cheap. Yeah, it, it, it's it shows a lack of commitment, I think. Um, and or it's trust. Like, trust in the story. Yeah. Yeah. Like, why are we doing Music Man at this point? If you don't trust that the script is funny enough, what, like, why, just, why are we? Or just fucking change it. Or just change just it. Change it. Who cares? Just rewrite it. How can we connect this to the rest of this beautiful world we're in? The wishing tree. Wishing tree is back. Yeah, is back. And we, I think in previously in when it calls the fart the Christmas wishing pee. <laughs> <laughs> we, Too proud of that. We connected uh, the wishing tree to the other Christmas wishing tree that was found on uh, a school grounds Full. in a previous Hallmark movie. Called circle. the wishing the wishing tree, um, so the wishing tree's back. What's up with these orphans? <laughs> what is up with these orphans? Who are they? What's their story? Because when hope calls, I don't give a fuck about that. That's not in my world. A group of orphans coming into town. Orf- uh, however, coming into town singing Christmas carols. A group of nameless orphans. A group of nameless orphans. I I would like to posit that these uh. Orphans are perhaps more than simple orphans. I think that these orphans are going out to... Stop looking at me like that. Just let me build tension. <laughs> that these orphans are the first settlers in a new Christmas gas station. Okay. Now we're somewhere. So Brookfield is going to be a new Christmas gas station. Brookfield is a Christmas gas station. And these two women are Santas. And I think that's why they have to hold on so tightly to that eighth child. I think eight, eight might be our magic number. I think if they were like, ah, seven orphans, that's not enough magic to complete the ritual. Eight orphans. Okay. You just said ritual? Yes. Describe the ritual. I don't know the ritual. I haven't seen the ritual. What is is the, wait, okay. No, but I, what I want to know is what does the ritual do? It, Start it, it, the gas station. Starts the gas station. Okay. I think this is. I think this is. You know, we've seen some gas stations sort of develop organically. I think they're like 
no, man, we got to get this shit started right now. Right now we need this. So is this the first ever attempt to start a Christmas gas gas station? Ooh. Then? Because I've only, we've only ever heard like there being, it like mm. is already there. Is this like the first attempt? And this is one is in Canada too. So it's outside of the eyes of Uncle Sam. Oh, oh, oh. oh so you're implying even in 1910 there was fucking beef. Yeah, probably. Ooh. Okay. I no 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 no. I can I can get behind. I can I can see. I can I can play. These orphans are integral in the creation of fuel. <laughs> the children. They yearn for the Christmas mines. I don't think they're going to die or anything, but I no, think, I don't think, I think so they're either. undeniably pure of Christmas heart. Of course. And their their Christmas heart should be mined for, for Santa's uh, benefit. We need to use their power. Yeah. <laughs> Would you like to hear about our last movie of 2018 yes i do a midnight kiss starring adeline adelaide kane and carlos penavega carlos penavega's back baby with only one week's repair maya maya mia will find out next week pearson and her family of party planners are given the biggest job in their company's history a new year's eve party for tech entrepreneur kate clark but when her brother breaks his legs leg one leg (laughs) Just one. And her pa- I got caught up in the plural of parents. And her parents head off on a planned vacation. Hey, why did your parents go off on a vacation? Never mind. Maya Mia must reluctantly enlist the help of her brother's visiting college buddy, David Campos, to help her pull off the event, with just so hap- which just so happens to fall on her favorite day of the year. Ooh. But what Mia didn't plan on was falling in love in the process. So it's a New Year's movie. Yeah, it's a, we, we've had a couple New Year's movies. We do like the New Year's movies, though. They we, are we don't canon. Mind them. Yeah, they are unfortunately canon, so we do have to watch. She well, looks great. Wow, she's wearing this like gorgeous like sequin black dress. She looks incredible. He may have broken his leg, but don't break the bank. Giving us five <laughs> stars on Apple Podcasts yeah, and Spotify okay. that really help us out. Also, you can leave us a follow on Apple Podcasts and Spotify that also really helps us out. Or leave a review. Very cool. Hey. Um, you can also visit our website www.mistletoesecret.wixsite.com to see our version of the story so far. Or you can leave a comment at the bottom of the page in the contact form and tell us your version of the story so far. Mm-hmm. You can do the same thing by leaving us an email at mistletoesecret at gmail.com. And you can visit us on TikTok at Secret Podcast on TikTok. Uh, my name is Trey Plotnicki. My name is Daniel Kunkel. The name of the intro music was... The name of the, the name of the intro music was Barrel Full of Orphans. The Barrel Full of Orphans, obviously written by Colin Robertson, <laughs> and the outro music is, of course, um, which orphan is Batman? My name is Trey I didn't even think about Canadian Batman. My name is Daniel Gunkel, <laughs> and I'm reminding you to stay jingling and stay jolly. Thank you for listening. Where were the other drugs going, eh? <laughs> Where is the Joker, eh? Where's the Joker, eh? Where'd he go? <laughs> what a terrible Canadian accent. That's really bad. Every- where's the Joker? Hey, where's, hey. The, hey, where's the Joker, eh? Hey, where's the... Where'd he go? Hey, you the Riddler, eh? I'm a... Uh, I'm a The Vengeance. Hey. <laughs> that's I'm that's Italian Batman. Ah, I'm a The Vengeance, <laughs> the eh? The Italian orphans in, in Frontier Canada. <laughs>